You are now listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Major Jobs Podcast. Today I got to talk with composer Trevor Kowalski. He has over 1.5 million monthly listeners on Spotify, and his music is based upon calm, kind of like chill music that just really makes you feel really calm, and it makes you feel really chill, and he's really good at making music like that. Um, He also makes music for video games, for films, and I just really liked his music, so I reached out to him and he wanted to do an interview, and this is it. Uh, Thanks for listening. All right. Uh, Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, I just, yeah, I just wanted to start off by, like, introducing myself and, like, what I do. So what I feel like is that um, teenagers today in school, they don't really get, like, a good understanding of things in the job, like, market today. And uh, they don't really know, like, what jobs are out there. So I've been interviewing a bunch of different people with different jobs over the past, like, starting this year, uh, since January. And I wanted to talk to different people with different jobs. And I think yours was really interesting and unique. So that's why I reached out to you and asked you for an interview. So uh, could you say your name and what your job is? I'm Trevor Kowalski, and I'm a composer. What would you say, like, your job description is? Being a composer composer means writing music for uh, soundtracks, singers, um, orchestras, um, commercials, really anything that, that has music in it. Uh, most likely, most often, is going to be written by someone uh, with my kind of job. And, like, did you know that you wanted to be a composer from an early age? I mean, it's tricky. Um, I I decided on it, pursuing it to a, a bigger degree um, when I was actually in high school. Um, you know, I like to do a lot of other things. I was into engineering. I, I like that kind of uh, side of things. But then I thought about, you know, I've been taking piano lessons since I was six. Um, I've been around music for, you know, most of my life. So I figured that, you know, I, I, I like engineering. I like I like sciences. I liked all of that. But um, I thought, you know, what have I enjoyed doing for the longest? Um, and what have, you know, people, people noticed about me? What have people encouraged me most with? And a lot of it was um, a lot of it was, was with composition, um, you know, not to say I wasn't encouraged in other aspects of my life, but I seemed to always be getting good, good feedback on what I was doing. And uh, when the choice came, I chose music over um, other possibilities, specifically composition. So, yeah, I would say I decided on that path. I kind of committed to it um, in high school. So that's kind of when I made that choice. Were you always, like, writing music when you were in high school? I wasn't always. I mean, I had the, the typical um, high school life, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, running around, hanging out with friends, focusing on school. Uh, but when I did have time, I would, I would definitely write, um, definitely be writing music, you know. Um, I would say I probably wrote about, uh, at the time, I'm guessing an average year, I'd write about uh, 20 to, to 30 uh, pieces of music or songs, um, songs, pieces of music, just ideas I'd have down. Um, you know, I, I would say that's probably probably um, a good estimate. 
So, like, what kind of songs did you write when you were in Sometimes high school? Sometimes I just had fun, and I wrote, like, stuff just to, to perform with a, um, just a singer, casual stuff, um, just to kind uh-huh. of take a break from, from school and from, you know, my typical piano practice, because I was still taking piano lessons in high school. Um, but usually I wrote more kind of cinematic, more dramatic stuff, um, something that you'd hopefully see or hear in a, in a movie or in, like, a a little behind the scenes for a movie. Um, that's kind of what I was writing a lot of. And I was also writing a lot of just kind of instrumental piano, like romantic, nostalgic kind of dramatic stuff too, you know, in addition to the big cinematic stuff. So what did you do during college that like continued this career? Yeah. So I went to school for music composition and, and, and theory and I also went there, you know, a little bit of piano performance. Um, so having that kind of, that world to really support you um, was helpful, uh, you know, because you're surrounded by a lot of, of, of professors that, you know, do want to encourage you, at least in my school, um, in my situation. So what I think was most encouraging, though, is a lot of the students really did want to actually work together. Um, a lot of performers or or other, um, even other majors, you know, a lot of, I, I had some friends in film and television who were interested in collaborating, working together. And I think that um, coming across people like that, you know, writing a soundtrack for a friend or having a friend perform in a concert of yours was definitely the most encouraging, um, encouraging moment in, in my education, especially in college. That really kind of kept me on the right track because seeing how how willing people were to help was definitely uh, nice. Mm. So, uh, what are you saying? Like, present? What would you? What do you think you do on a daily basis? daily basis? Um, in my current, you know, like like in in the current, right? You mean right now? Like, um, a day to day? Okay. Yeah, like right now. What do you do yeah, on a daily basis? Um, well, it's actually a little tricky. So I I just moved to Los Angeles pretty recently. Um, from from upstate New York, um, you know, a town town called Saratoga Springs. You're about a town right, you know, Lowland. Um, and I, yeah, after kind of adjusting to the move, I'm starting to um, get a, a, a better picture of my day to day. So when I was in college, it was definitely more structured. You know, I, I taught piano. I, I I did all sorts of stuff um, to kind of uh, you know keep busy and, and use music, but now I'm focusing more on, on composition, right? So I need to, I need to mainly dedicate uh, entire days at times to working on new projects um, where I, I plan for like a week usually. So I'll just use that example. I worked on a feature film recently. This is a good idea of, of my day-to-day uh, feature film that was actually in New York, but I worked on it from LA and I planned it for about, I planned how I was going to go about even writing music for this science fiction film, um, you know, because there's, there's so many cool, so much cool music in sci- science fiction films. Um, and I just thought about how to go about planning it for about a week or two. And after I was thinking about it, I spent, I would say, two to three days just figuring out what instruments to use, what sounds to put in here, what will actually sound okay. And that's the hardest part. That's the hardest part because that's going to affect the whole soundtrack. Um, if you don't get your, you know, if you're a painter and you don't choose the right colors, 
um, you know, you're going to get something and you, you switch it halfway through, you're going to get something that's usually not that great. So then I went ahead and I worked on it. I'd write it, you know, I'd get up in the morning, I would make my coffee. I'd have my, uh, I had my little studio set up here. Um, it's nothing, it's pretty humble. It's, it's nothing too grand. And I would just write for about two, maybe two, three weeks of just working on this soundtrack. Um, you know, I, of course you try to exercise, go to the gym, you know, I, I would try to, you know, go to the beach just every now and then just to kind of clear my head. Um, and yeah, but I mean, for the most part, it would take over when you're working on something like that, it would take over most of your, your month. Um, cause you're going to be working, you know, just, a, you know, nine to five or, you know, much, much more than that when you get into editing and then that's done. And then I sent it over to the director. And then we start editing and editing and editing. And then, you know, the whole time you're doing this, the whole time you're trying to find more projects to work on. So it never, it never, it never stops. Um, how do you, how do people like reach out to you and find you to commission yeah, projects? That's, that's, a, that's a good question to it. Uh, that, that's the one to answer. Um, I, I would say a lot of it is me reaching out to people and finding them more so than the other way around so a lot of what you know it's, it's like you're, you're like you kind of feel like a salesman at times because you're just kind of cold calling people you're just kind of reaching out to them uh, but i do occasionally get uh, and it's getting more frequent i do occasionally get someone contacting me based on what they see on spotify or based on what they see on their website um, just coming across from a google search which is nice but um, usually it's just through an email I'm pretty pretty open about that. I mean, if you want to get in contact, usually just send me an email. Uh-huh. So you're saying that like networking is probably one of the most important things because it helps you find projects. Yeah, networking is huge, um, especially in any any aspect of the entertainment industry. Um, I, I think it's big with any career you choose, regardless of, of the field. But it's um, something that in music just... just just sticking around and kind of being on someone's radar for long enough, you know, when they actually have the right project for you, more often than not, you'll get chosen for it. You know, like if something doesn't work now, then if you made a connection with someone and a year later, they're, they're working on a video game and they want music, then, then hopefully it'll work out. So was the job when you expected it to be like when you were in high school, did you expect to be doing what you're doing <laughs> no now. actually so not not at all the um i i work freelance i do my own music and i i work on things like that but i also have a um a, a presence on spotify which is a lot of a lot of my um a lot of my income comes from streaming and that didn't exist when i was in high school you know that level of of putting stuff on a playlist or getting on a playlist or writing something with a specific mood so it could be on like a meditation playlist or on some soundtrack playlist. It didn't exist. Uh, this is a new, a new kind of market to break into, and I'm I'm really grateful for it. But yeah, I didn't had no idea I'd be doing this, and I think I I tried to be flexible and I tried to adapt uh, as best I could to writing in that kind of world. What would you say is something that you didn't expect when you first started composing? Um, there are a lot of people who a lot of clients, like a lot of, of video game developers, a lot of um, filmmakers, 
a lot of people like to talk themselves up <laughs> a lot, and I, I didn't mm, expect uh-huh, as much uh-huh. of that. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't expect <laughs> as much of that because I try to go into things, you know, I don't want to say too much. I want to, you know, I, I don't want to, like, talk myself up too much. I just would rather let what I'm working on speak for, for itself, you know, with my music. Uh, you know, of course, there's a degree of, like, you need to believe in what you're writing, and I do, but there are a lot of filmmakers and game developers like that, too, but there are more than I expected who are, who are like, you know, it's going to be the next big thing. It's going to be huge. It's going to be it's going to be incredible. We're going to win uh, Oscar. We're going to win all these awards. And I don't I don't believe I don't believe them because when you're talking about something before it happens, chances are um, it's not going to work out when you're talking yeah. about excitedly. Uh, so you're obviously like you're really passionate about music and composing it. So uh, I want to ask you like what motivates you to continue it? Is it the passion of like loving music a lot or is it just like trying to maintain like, you know, a decent pay mm-hmm. and getting yeah, a salary? What's something that like, yeah, what, what motivates you to continue doing it? Okay, well, definitely, it? definitely getting paid. Um, making it as a, I'm, I'm, I'm young, I'm, I'm a young composer. Making it as a young composer um, right off the bat is, is hard. It's something I definitely don't take for, for granted. But I... I, aside from that whole, you know, I need to get paid, you know, where, where Spotify comes in, where some freelance work comes in that I don't feel super passionate about, there's absolutely that kind of driving force. There's that, that uh, guiding principle of, you know, I, I, I keep reminding myself if I don't feel totally up to something, you know, I've been doing this for a while. It's, been, it's brought me all this joy over the years since I was, you know, six years old. There are new takes on it. There's, you know, I can do something differently. I can, I can lend my own voice to a project. I can uh, contribute to this this whole world of music in a in a hopefully different way. And I think that's kind of what is driving me. You know, I want to make my mark on something that has been so good to me throughout my life. Um, you know, I, I want to be able to. I, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I don't feel like I'm done writing music. I don't feel like if I said, you know, okay, that's it. You know, I'm done. I. I, I don't think I'd feel very good in the next year. I have a lot to to say and share, and I, I feel like people have been pretty receptive to it. So why not keep sharing? So obviously, like you're pretty big now on Spotify. I just checked. You have like what is it? One point. Uh, what is it? One point five million monthly uh, monthly listeners um when like before you got this big and it was just starting how did you feel like when like you just started seeing like this increase <laughs> well, it, it in felt numbers? great um it, it felt really good and you get really excited and you tell your family and you know everyone's all happy um but it was not it was not this level when i first started getting popular i mean i had there's a pretty easy way for artists to look at their statistics on a, a different website specifically for musicians. And when I was starting out, I mean, when I started to see some success, it was up to about 400,000 monthly listeners, um, you know, in like a month or two after, after, you know, started to pick up. And I was, I was blown away by that. I was so happy. I'm like, you know, this is 400,000. This is great. And then getting up to, to, you know, 1.5 million is, is, it, it feels, you know, like I wouldn't have believed it, you know, last year. Um, I was happy with 400,000. 400, um, you know, my, my family was, my friends thought it was nice, but, you know, it's, uh, 
at this point, you know, you kind of get a little desensitized to it, even though I'm very grateful for it. But, you know, you're thinking, you know, how am I going to keep this? You know, what's next? How am I going to get more? Um, I got to stay up here. You know, you, you think about those things. And I, I can't imagine what, like, pop stars think about. They probably think about that every every second. You know, how to maintain where you are, how to get a little bit higher. That's what you start thinking of. You know, you don't think of, wow, this is so great. You start to think of, you know, how can I how can I keep my, my success going? Um you know, so then I can make a living and I can make an impact with my music. So it's a, it's a, an important question. Uh, how, how would you say like you first started? Like when you first started, how did you find out about Spotify? How did you like put your music on Spotify? And what was it like? Um, you know, like with that process? Yeah, I found out about it just out of my own. Um, you know, back in high school, I found this this independent label where you can just sign up for it and they let you release your music, you know, to any platform called DistroKid. And I found that in high school because I needed to, I just felt the need to, to share it on a larger platform. You know, back then people were like, oh, get it on iTunes, you know, it's available on iTunes. No one was really using Spotify, you know, until a little bit later. Um, and I wanted to be on those, those markets because, you know, you'd, you'd see someone in high school who was like, oh, I'm on Spotify. Everyone would get really excited. And I was like, I want, you know, I want, I want to, I want to get on there too. And uh, <laughs> that's how I found about, found out, and I still use DistroKid to this day. They're really, really great. Um, but I found out more about the playlist scene by working with a company um, called Epidemic Sound. They, they kind of understood playlist, uh, the whole playlist game on Spotify. You know, I, that whole world of, of, you know, people listening to playlists that are one very specific mood, and there's a lot of dedicated people listening to you know, the deep sleep playlist or something like that. And uh, they understood how to to market a lot of my tracks. But again, I, I am freelance, but they've been really helpful with um, managing some, writing some tracks for them and, and marketing them. Mm, okay, that's, so like uh, reaching out to like other companies is really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. A lot of it, mm -hmm. um, you, you might be interested to know, I mean, a lot of my, re uh, my reaching out comes comes through reddit you know reddit and and uh, kickstarter indiegogo um, places where where the people i want to work with are uh, you know people people that are actually active in the community and interested in collaborating or hiring me as a um, as a composer so that's kind of where i do a lot of my outreach and also you know locally in los angeles i find some companies um, to kind of email and call and all that if someone is listening to this and like just starting out and not sure if they want to pursue music or not, uh, what traits would you say someone would need to be to be in this Great, profession? That's a good question. I would say adaptable, like flexible, adaptable. Um, you need to be able to understand that you know this landscape, this all every landscape, you know, between tech, science, um, music, it's all changing because there's just so much new technology. Um, I think that you need to be able to understand that, you know, your position might not even, you know, what, what you want to do might not even be around in 10 years. And there might be a new position, a new, a new kind of avenue, you know, like how I didn't even have this Spotify option five years ago. There might be a, a, a new opportunity for you in the future. And if you're not too rigid and, and uh, you know, if you're not too rigid and closed minded, then you might be able to um, adapt and, and kind of uh, make a living where where kind of the wind blows you 
I would say that, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So, what is, like, your advice? I know you said that uh, you need to be adaptable, but, like, uh, like some kind of, like, other, like, what is your advice to a teenager that wants to pursue yeah. your child? Um, well, field? the more practical advice is something that I kind of missed out on when I was, when I was learning this. I mean, my small town in upstate New York was not known as a composition mecca. You know, there were not a ton of people coming out. So I had to learn a lot of this on my own. Um, a lot of what I would say is I would say try to try to collaborate with as many people as you can, especially if you're a composer. You don't even need to, you know, don't, you don't need to pay anyone. Just work on something with someone, you know. Say, okay, my friend's a, a singer. My friend's a violinist. Let's just do a quick recording of something just to, to always create something. Um, let's, you know, just never stop creating something because then you just kind of, you think you don't swim um just that's something i tried to live by especially in high school where i would always be trying to create something um i didn't know necessarily know what it was but if i if it turned into like a pop song then i would try to record that with a friend i would try to record with cellists or musicians um you know and with all this digital technology you don't even need to to use uh, to work with friends you know i would say always just just be putting out content um, you know, that you care about. Don't put out content that you just kind of want to put out just because I mentioned it's good to put it out because people know when you're rushing something. Um, so yeah, just put out content that you care about and try to do it frequently, you know, that definitely more than five times a year. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I forgot to ask this question. So when somebody like commissions a project what is your process into making like uh planning out the song and then making the song like what do you think about when well that's you're the thing it? i really like about where i'm kind of positioned as a composer because i haven't um really closed off to any media yet like i'm totally open to working on video games open to films and compose in the composition for theater so every project is different you know, if I got, um, you know, a new Call of Duty video game, they said, I want the music. Clearly, there's, there's, there's tons of history on, like, the sound of Call of Duty. You can see what's been done before, and you can use that as an inspiration. And you say, okay, it's a shooter. But if, if a game comes to you that's totally unknown, that's like some artsy puzzle game by just one developer, by one, like, one um, guy, girl, just this, small place in the middle of nowhere, which I've come across a lot, um, then you have a lot of flexibility. You can say, okay, well, here are a lot of different options because this game is new, it's unique, it's a small studio, so they might not have the biggest budget. Um, and then you can work on just uh, what fits the world the best, you know, and, and it's kind of like what you, you were saying, you know, trying to think of traits that would describe other composers. Well, I, I usually ask a different version of that question, which is, um, the thing I usually ask is, what are three adjectives that you would use to describe your video game or your film world? Just the atmosphere. And, and usually they think about it for a little bit. And from those three adjectives, I can usually figure out what I should write for the uh, project. And what is, like, the process actually writing? Yeah, I mean, music? I mentioned a little bit. It was, like, that feature film that I worked on with, um, working on, you know, getting all of the colors together, all the instruments, and then, um, you know, figuring out where it should go. You know, you watch a film, you watch, 
you play a video game, you, you notice there's a lot of moments where there is no music and that is all, that's all planned. You know, you sit down with the director and, and you figure out where it should go, where the music shouldn't be. Um, and then once you figure out all that, then, like I said, I kind of just go into focus mode and I write music for like two, three weeks straight. Um, I try to, I try to be healthy about it. You know, I try to look at exercise, you know, take breaks on the weekend sometimes. Um, yeah. And then video games are fun too, because they're a little more technical. Um, but I don't really want to get into all that now, but they, um, they, you know, they have music that theoretically needs to repeat forever sometimes because, you know, in a video game, you don't really need to leave a certain area sometimes. Like if you're playing Zelda, the music can theoretically be going on a loop forever and, and you have to kind of figure out how to um, make that work, you know, which is not too hard, but it's just a difference. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and what kind of advice would you give to your past self that just started composing? My past self? Um, well, I, I definitely live by what I believe in with, with, trying to always make content. I, I learned a lot on my own, which is good. Um, I think here's the biggest one would be the, the business side of things. That I, I learned it a little late. I learned it, um, I, you know, I, I, I saved up some money and I went to a, um, a New York University uh, advertising program where there was a music and advertising program. And there was a lot of talk about the business side of music that was completely eye-opening. And I... I I didn't really get that at Boston University a lot, so that was nice. But you know what I missed um, in in college and when, until senior year, I took a business class. It's helpful. But what I missed out on in high school and middle school was just that knowledge of, of fully valuing valuing your work and valuing what you're worth in terms of you know the music, um, what your product actually brings to the table, and and, and also just the business side of like you know founding an llc and getting all of that you know the banking you know, get a separate bank account all of that stuff is something i learned a little too late um, i would say so i would say just yeah put in the work do the research on the finances and uh how to best manage yourself as a company so uh last question what uh do you want to do in the future <laughs> i would want to work with I would want to work with, um, obviously, you know, bigger clients, um, bigger clients that have more reach, you know, through their games, through their films. Um, I would love to do that. And I would, I love working on like indie projects on indie games, you know, just independent developers, smaller teams, uh, video game teams are very friendly and, you know, so at, at, at that level, so they're really pleasant to work with. And I would like to do like a bigger indie game. Um, you know, I'm working on some stuff now, but something that was a little bigger would be nice. Um, and also classical wise, because I, you know, I've written for orchestras and everything. I, um, I have like a, I would love to work with, um, I would love to, you know, work a deal out with a local community in the Southwest or, or somewhere, um, where I can really help tell a story of like a small group of people or like a local history through, through music. That's just my own kind of hope in the future that's like a passion project where i can work with local communities to tell like you know folk songs of their of their community and, and somehow through music but that's just a fun thing i'm still working on that i haven't really figured it out yet but 
yeah, that's kind of what I would like to do. I mean, just, just the goal is to work on things and they get bigger and bigger and, uh, yeah, the budgets get bigger and <laughs> everyone's happy. So that's the goal. All right. I think that's going to end it. Um, yeah. Thanks for doing this. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Thanks, Tila. This is good. Yeah. If you want to check out Trevor Kowalski's music, you can search him up on Spotify and he's in some really great playlist and his music is really good so you should just go on spotify and search his name up you know definitely learned a lot about like composing like uh composing the music and something i didn't really expect was the business side but then once you talked about it it really made sense like there was like a lot to do like founding an llc and stuff like that so that was really interesting to hear about but that's gonna do it thanks a lot to trevor for doing the interview with me and i'll see you all in the next episode bye-bye thanks for listening to the major jobs podcast if you liked it please be sure to follow us on instagram at major jobs podcast if you have an interesting career and want to be featured on the show send us an email at major jobs podcast at gmail.com with your job title and college major if applicable again thanks for listening and remember life happens wherever you are whether you make it or not